Welcome to Game Static episode 163. I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today, whether if you're listening to this after the fact or watching it live, watch the fact, whatever, we appreciate the hell out of you. I uh, got both the boys here in studio with me. We have uh, Zach Irwin over here. Zach, how you doing? I still don't know why he's calling me this. Yes, you do. Come on. I don't know. I'm just here vibing, bro. Shut the fuck up. How you doing today? I'm good. John, how you doing today? I'm doing okay. Just here? I'm here. Just here? Existing? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all kind of in that mode of where we're just all kind of existing because like, I'll be honest, I don't know the direction of today's show. I really don't. Woo! It's going to be a show. I don't know the full direction of it. It's just going to be one of those days. Uh, we had the Nintendo Partner Direct go on this week. Uh, Unicorn Overlord demo came out after the Direct. I did play that too. On everything or just Switch? Everything. Yeah, it came. I'm pretty sure everything. I mean, I got it for Switch because what I'm planning to play it for, but I think it came out for everything. Um, so I've, I played that demo to its completion. So I'm looking forward to chat about that. Uh, John put some time into uh, Last Epoch that just came out this week. It just came out this week, right? No, it came. Version one came out. Version one. Version one point okay. came out. It's it's been in early access for a while now. But the official version one is out now. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and then really whatever else we want to talk about. I don't know. I really don't know the uh, the direction of today's show. And you know what? That's fine. Sometimes you just need a little, uh, little chaos in your life of just the unpredictability of what's to come. And that is today's episode. It's going to be a great time. Um, all right, boys. So overall, we're feeling good. Feeling good. Good day today. We're here. We're alive. We're kicking. Having a great time. Anything, anything new in our lives, you know? Zach, how are you? How's your life? I miss one versus 100. Man, you preaching to the damn <laughs> choir, brother. <laughs> you preaching to the damn choir, Oh, man. no, there was actually one thing I did. Because um, as of the 22nd of February, there's now a free trial of Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox. Oh, nice. So okay. more, they say free trial. It's open beta, but yeah. it's more or less the free trial setup that is currently in Final Fantasy XIV, so you can play up to, like, I forget what level you can get up to now with free trial. I think it's 30 now? I know No, I think... Is it still 20? I think it goes further than that. Oh, does it go further than that now? I I, I think so, because the Final Fantasy free... Like, the free trial yeah. of it has always been, like, way better than you would expect a free trial to be. It's been a long time since I've really dug into fourteen, so... Because... Maybe I'm thinking of WoW's free trial. But yeah, no, the Final Fantasy XIV free trial is a lot better. But that is now currently open on Xbox. Nice, nice. In preparation for the full Final Final Fantasy XIV to be on Xbox. Yeah, Yeah. Final Fantasy's free trial lets you play up to level 70. Oh, Oh, damn. damn. Wow, okay. So yeah, that's currently up from February 20... It started February 22nd. It's up for a month. So till March 22nd. Hmm. Okay. You know, another free trial that was absolutely fantastic back in the day was Fantasy Star Online and like 360 and stuff. That was a great free trial. Dumped a lot of time into that free trial. <laughs> Loved Fantasy Star Online, man. That was that was that was a great time. Never played the full game. <laughs> Never played the full game. Just the trial. I had a great time with it, man. I mean, I played the full story game because I had that. Yeah. I just never paid for a subscription for the online. Yeah. No, enjoyed that. Also enjoying Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2. Love those on the GameCube. Shout out to that. Very, very, very fun game there. Uh, all right, let's jump into things, boys. Let's start blitzing through the show, having a great time. Or the best time that we can is the better way to put it. Uh, so yeah, Nintendo Partner Direct took place this week. It was very okay. <laughs> that is the 
nicest way I could put it. It was it it had games. You know, it didn't have bad games. Right, it was just is, like you can it's one of those things where it's like, all right, yes, we are truly, truly, truly at the tail end of the switch. I, it's one of those times where I clearly had a better time than you during this because you probably watched it while I read an article. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> you are, well, for the record, I actually only watched it this morning. I did not watch it when I came out. Uh, because you know I was traveling through the mountains and I had no yeah. service, and then the the, the the outage happened, so I, I, I did not watch it until this morning. I will say most of the time, like there's a Nintendo Direct or something, unless it's specifically targeted something I'm looking forward to, I tend to not watch it because most of the time they're not worth it. Yeah, that's uh, fair. But it is one of those where I'll check it out, and if there's something particularly exciting, I'll go, I'll go actually watch that part of it. Yeah, so didn't, didn't necessarily feel the need this time. Yeah, I pulled a I pulled a John today and I, I went through the article first and I'm just like I mean, I'm sitting here drinking, you know, my energy drink, you know, eating my breakfast. It's like, ah, I'll go ahead and turn it on on the other monitor while I type stuff up and just in case there's something I missed. Uh, no, nah, it, <laughs> it, like I said, it, it's a partner direct. I mean, I, I'm not going to diss a partner direct cuz we've had some bangers before. Oh yeah. This one was just uh, okay, it was all right. I mean, there there it's, is some nice announcements. It's one out of, of those it, where it's like it's a Nintendo Direct, especially at this time of the year. It's like yeah. you could flip a coin, and it's like it's it's either going to be really good or bad, yeah. or, or it's it's either going to be really good or it just happened. Yeah, this is one of the ones where it just happened. Yeah, even though the, there were a few few things out of it that was yeah. pretty sweet, uh, but for the most part, it's like okay, that was a thing. It took place. Uh, so going through like what I picked out as a, I guess the like the notables is we have like ground and pentiment they are coming to switch uh, which we kind of already speculated that from like last week uh, unicorn overlord demo did drop I'll chat about that briefly um, then we had monster hunter stories remake and this can be fully voiced fu- uh, remakes shout out to that as well as a remake of Disney's epic Mickey called rebrushed uh, apparently it is a faithful remake. They're really taking the, really taking care to this one. So shout out to that. Never played the Epic Mickey games, but they always looked cool. But I never played them. Uh, and then Shimigami Tensei uh, Five Vengeance. This like I was texting you about it. This looks like a like a pretty beefy like kind of upgrade. You know, I mean you have an entire like it's double the length of the original game. You know, like they completely added a whole new route, new a whole bunch of new shit. So. Yeah, more or less after you told me all. I- Told you, it's like seems more like an FES or a P2 kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, like you're literally getting an entirely different game within the game. You know, sounds like a P2 situation then. Yeah, so I mean, it, this is a pretty beefy upgrade. And I was actually, you know, I was I was talking to Zach recently. I was like, I was like, I kind of want to try, you know, you know, Shimigami Tensei, you know, at some point. And I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I waited on five. You know, I'll, I'll check this one out. So shout as out. I told you, then three through five, you can get. Your hands on pretty decently. Yeah, especially since three had a remake, didn't it? Or yes. a remaster. Or it whatever. had a re- it had a remaster on PC, so it's pretty available. Four is a bit of tougher. One and two, good good luck. I'm probably not going back to one and two, just like I'm not going back to Persona one and two. <laughs> so it's, lost. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. This will have online multiplayer. Mm-hmm, I saw that. I was pretty excited about this one. I'm not gonna lie. This is what they should could have done way back when when they started Battlefront over again. They could have just re-released these. Yeah, I know. Instead, we got the, the okay. So the first Battlefront was okay, but the second one was obviously a dumpster fire in terms I, of the in terms of the recent ones. The recent ones. First one was okay. Second one, oh buddy, that well, was a dumpster. Okay, fire. it started that way. <laughs> 
<laughs> it started that way. I have trying you, to, he's trying to defend it a little bit. No, because it's, yeah. it's at the end of the day when you go back and play it. Like if you were to log in and play it now, yeah, it's fun to play, but right. it's not. It's it's also not something I'm gonna sit down and play for an extended period of time. Yeah, because it is also one of those games where there's a there's a whole bunch of people in the game. True, <laughs> and I can only I can only get shot from a direction I didn't see so many times before I get frustrated. Yep. Yep. But the classic collection coming back is pretty sweet, especially with the uh, online multiplayer. I think up to like 64 players. So that's pretty cool. I, I absolutely loved these games uh, as a kid on the PS2. So this is this is awesome. I'm here for this. I want to buy this. This is great. Uh, also had Gundam Breaker 4. So shout out to that one. Hopefully a, a great Gundam game here. Uh, got an official release date for Fantasy Life I. Uh, it's coming out in October. And then the the direct ended with a new Endless Ocean game. Or I believe this was like a remake or just a new game in general. I don't know. Uh, I know Endless Ocean was a Wii game. But again, I don't know if this is like a remake or just a new entry or whatever. Uh, and then I've got the rest here on the script. Does anything stand out to you guys from anything? Like anything at all stand out to you? Because for the most part, like I said, it was a direct uh, one very, very random thing. I don't give a shit about it, but when I saw it, I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting. I, th- I if I remember correctly, I think this is a Game Freak game. Uh, Pocket Card Jockey, right on. I think that's a Game Freak game on the iPhone. So I guess it's coming to Switch. So that's something I, I, I don't give a shit about it, but I did. I, I thought it was interesting that it's bringing brought over to Switch. Okay. But I don't know if you have it here, but I believe it happened in this direct. I assume it's coming to the Nintendo. Switch online or whatever mm-hmm. the uh, what was it the original Killer Instinct? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. That was honestly that's that's the thing that caught my eye more than anything when I was looking through it. Yeah, it's like that in the uh, Battlefield collection, <laughs> right? Or, or yeah, Battlefront. It, Battlefront. Yeah, 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 I said yeah. it. I was like, wait a second, that's not right. But yeah, those two things were what caught my eye the most because mm-hmm. one. You, very rarely do you do you hear Killer Instinct anymore. The sure. fact the fact yeah. that it's showing sure. up at all is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I saw like Blast Corps as well as coming to NSO online. I also saw for Japan they're getting Mother Three, and yeah. I'm just like the meme continues. And like the original, like one of the original. I don't know if he was like the director of the game, whatever, or the creator of Earth. I have no idea, but I saw him like you know put out a tweet where he's just like. Don't talk to me about localization for it, okay? Go talk to Nintendo. <laughs> Stop pointing your guns at me. I thought that was pretty funny. You know, Mother 3 is just the forever ongoing meme with Nintendo that it will never, it will never, ever, ever come out over here. Nope. But, uh, I mean, it was overall an okay uh, partner direct. I mean, like, there were some announcements that were like, all right, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. But for the most part, it's just like, all right, what... I don't give a shit about a majority of these. But. I mean, the only thing that I see that's likely is just Suica Game getting a multiplayer thing just because tons of VTubers fucking knock, play that constantly for like a month and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did see that because I, I, I never downloaded or played that Neither game, but it's just one where I just... That popped up so much in YouTube shorts during that time. Mm-hmm. It was very enjoyable watching a bunch of VTubers lose their shit trying to get double Suica. Then we also had the the Demon Slayer party game. Sweep the board. It looked any good? No, no, it didn't. It, it, it was one of those it things sh- where it showed up in the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, first off, no. that tells you anything. But also, like, it didn't even give it a chance to like show the game. It was in one of those montages. Oof. <laughs> yeah, it, it got shoved down to a montage, and I'm just like, ah, oh, 
this did not look promising for the game. I'm sure someone will find enjoyment out of it, but uh, that someone is not going to be me. But, I mean, like I say, it was okay. Um, you know, looking forward to Unicorn Overlord. Um, uh, Vengeance, you know, I never played, uh, the, you know, never played five, so that's going to be something I'm going to keep my eye on. Uh, and then Star Wars Battlefront, those are the big ones for me personally. What the hell is what the hell is Gundam Breaker though? Have, like, do you like what is that series? Like, I saw like you know the post about it all over Twitter. It's just like, is it literally you just build a unique Gundam and you just go fight? Is that all it is? Like, quite possibly. That's that's okay. That's probably all it is. But I don't know. It's like I saw you know Bondi putting up like, oh the the big fancy fancy collector's edition and stuff, and I'm just like, okay, but what is the game? <laughs> Yeah. See, the thing is, you're asking the two people who are probably the least likely to know. That's not true. If anyone would know, it'd be Zach. Okay, Zach knows a lot of, lot of information. Okay, if there if, if there's anyone that would know, I figured it'd be Zach. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know Gundam Breaker was ever a series. So I, I saw some people freaking. Oh my god, Gundam Breaker gets a new game. I was like, what is Gundam Breaker? Though I don't know what this is. But I mean, overall, it's like eh, mid direct. Um, you know what wasn't mid this week though? What's that? Game Pass. What all came to Game Pass again? Tales of Arise and Dead Island 2. That's right. That's right. Dead Island 2 dropped and Tales of Arise dropped. That's right. That's some good additions. Dead Island 2. Bought the game. Never played it. <laughs> well, now you don't even have to pay for it. Well, I think <laughs> bought the game. Refunded it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You did. I forgot. Might play it on Game Pass, though. Might play it on Game Pass, he says. Okay. I mean, Dead Island 2 was apparently good, so. Except for John. It would... It, it it may get better. It's got it was a rough opening for me. I understand. <laughs> it's, it's one of those where, uh, but yeah, I will say, Tales of Arise coming to Game Pass. That's a fucking win. That, yeah. that is, that's a big W. Have you uh, have you gotten to that expansion yet? Uh, no. Okay, I figured. I, no, I have. St- I've started another. I've got a second Tales of Arise game mm-hmm. that I'm that I was playing. Uh, just other stuff has come up and distracted me. Uh, that's totally fair totally understandable i still haven't got to you know in terms of like other expansion stuff like i still haven't got to phantom liberty for example you know other things have distracted me you know i'm busy (laughs) you said phantom liberty i now know you meant but i immediately went metal gear (laughs) okay that's fair i didn't didn't go there i didn't know where to go at first when he said it i was I was like, I know we talked a lot when we were both playing this at the same time. Yeah, but it took me a minute to get there. Yeah, uh, yep, yeah. No, I haven't got back to that either. I've got, yeah, I've got my save file ready to go for when I go back to it. Yeah, I mean, I picked up the ultimate edition, you know, physical copy and everything, and I haven't, I, I, I pl- barely got back into it. You know, is what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. I'll finish that playthrough. I love that game, but I'm just you know busy other with other stuff right now. Uh, and we'll be busy in a couple weeks with Unicorn Overlord because, like, this is a game that I was already excited for. It looked good, played the demo, and it just sold me on it. Yeah, it completely sold me on it. Like, I, I love the demo. I will say, in terms of like uh, story, we'll see if it like hard evolves. You know, it's pretty straightforward, standard story. You know, it's nothing like it's, as of now. You know, the two hours of the demo you can play, it's nothing that really blows you away. It's just standard thing of you know, one evil, uh, you know, one evil traitor takes over kingdom, then takes over entire continent. You know, the queen is dead. The prince was taken away. Time skipped. The prince is now the sole survivor. Now trying to retake the kingdom. Yeah, it's nothing like 
it's nothing new. It's not, they're not trying to like, you know, reinvent the wheel with the story or whatever. Like I said, the story could very well evolve. I mean, there's different elements to it uh, of where the story, you know, the story can evolve, but it's just more so the, the gameplay and just the approach for the game. Number one, it feels like the biggest, most massive love letter. If you're like a fire emblem fan, like it's got the most aggressive fire emblem vibes, which is a good thing. You know, I'm talking like some older fire emblems, um, it's very visually stunning, which is no surprise because Vanillaware is incredible on the art style. So you're uh, telling me you're going to play with Iron Man mode? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm a baby when it comes to games now. I just want to play the game and have a great time. So, uh, <laughs> look, man, I don't have a lot of time to play games, right? Okay. I just want to play my game and have a great time. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but, I mean, art style, it's absolutely visually stunning which is again no surprise vanilla where you know does really well with that they did well with that on 13 sentinels uh and then their other game what was it dragon's crown i think yes uh, thank you uh both of those very you know the art style is beautiful uh the one thing that uh i really enjoyed about this and as someone who enjoys tactics games and tactical rpgs and stuff like that but it's like i have not completely completely dove into it where I've played every single, like all the big ones and stuff. One thing I saw a lot of people talking about on Twitter they loved is like the game is also like open world. Like, and I saw some people say, it's like, man, I haven't seen that in a game since like shining force, like way back in the day and shit. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you have like your overworld map and it is open world and you go, th- you walk around. It's not just like a, you know, uh, a, like a map in like a Fire Emblem game where you just go point to point and just select your mission. Like you actually walk and go, you can encounter your enemies in the wild and have a quick little battle, you know, just hit, you know, just hit plus and it's just like, all right, you know, the battle just happens. Uh, you know, for, you know, the actual, you know, gameplay going through the actual, you know, the actual <clears throat> tactics aspect of it of where it's all real time, you're just constantly moving. There is no, you know, turn-based stuff like, you know, with like a Fire Emblem or uh, 13 Sentinels or Digimon Survive or anything like that. It's like as soon as you jump into the stage, it just goes. You know, the you, know, you have enemies that are going to do their thing. You start sending your units to do their thing. Uh, as the battle happens, you can jump into the battle and watch it play out. You don't sit there and choose your moves or whatever. You choose your moves beforehand, you know, and set like, okay, for this character, I want him to start with this. And then after he does that move, I want him to do this. Then I want him to do this and then this. You just watch the battle play out, or you can just choose to skip it and move about your day. You know, you have the different uh, groups that you can set up, which looks like it can go to like a max of six to eight. You know, based on the, I don't know, I don't know what the max is going to be. I have no clue. Okay, but it's like you have your group of like let's just say six people. You have like a uh, you know uh, terrain one, terrain two, where it's like a step above. So you put like your heavy unit in the front, archer in the back, for example, or you can put a thief in the front because they'll, you know the front person will obviously attack first and they'll dodge most of the attacks setting up for your unit in the back to just tear them up. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of different elements to it. That's really cool to me and new to me as someone that hasn't like played every single tactical RPG or tactics game in existence. So <sighs> it's very appealing to me. It's all, yes, yeah, all flash and new like, Oh, this is cool. Uh, but you know, I, I, I enjoyed the shit out of the, the demo, you know, the couple hours I played just from a gameplay perspective, like I said, story, I mean, it's standard, you know, it's nothing as of now that's like, oh my god, that's so cool! I want to know what happens next. It's like, all right, yeah, this is this is fun. I'm enjoying this. It's a good time. Probably not a game that I'm gonna pick up and play more than likely, but I'm half tempted to download this demo now because I I have no context for what you're talking about. I cannot visualize this at all. <laughs> Can I, I mean, I mean, you, you had the observation. He's talking about this. I'm, I immediately had a brain image go, oh yeah, I had that game back series. I need to check what other games I need in it. So I have a new set of games I need to collect. Which ones are those? Uh, Spectral Force. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So it's like, I may download this demo when I get home just to understand what the hell you're talking about. That's fair. Because <laughs> it's like, I have what I think is a mental image of it, and it may be very far off. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, for the couple hours that you can play for the demo. Uh, it's got, like, over 100 characters that you can recruit. Um, you choose how the story goes. I mean, right out of the gate, you have a couple choices where um, you can either choose to free this one guy or send him to, send him to like, the town's jail, where you can set it up as just like, oh, you know, we're not the ones to decide your fate. The town needs to decide your fate. You go to another village where you can choose to execute this dude or let you know keep him alive and he'll end up joining you. Um, you know, you know, lots of interactions. It's you know, the similar interactions like any like sort of paralog stuff that you get for like a Fire Emblem game. You know, as characters, you know, um, as characters uh, go in combat together in their respective units, they'll gain points to be able to see those, you know, dialogue uh, portions, whatever. So I mean, it's it's very heavy Fire Emblem vibes, but like if you've played Thirteen Sentinels, it's got a lot of vibes there. Uh, except not much of a of a muted color tone, because that was one thing I immediately noticed about Thirteen Sentinels. It's very muted. On its color tone, this one's more uh, bright and vibrant. Uh, but I mean, overall, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm so pumped for the game in a couple of weeks. I, I pre-ordered it today, so I'm looking forward to checking that one out. But yeah, John, uh, download demo, check it out. I need to go do a second run of Triangle Strategy. I still need to finish my first. <laughs> I'm almost done with it. That's a game that I just keep coming back to, play a little bit, get further, and then put it back down for a while. I don't know why it's taken this long for me. Another know, another phenomenal like art style game right there. I just know I have game. mostly units I cared for, so it's just clean up for me. Yeah, going back and trying to collect everybody. Yeah, because I got my archer, I got my banded archer girl. That was my one goal for that one playthrough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Triangle Strategy is a great game. It's a shame that I have not finished it, but that's a, that's that's a damn good game. Like I, I still I still pick it up to this day, and I'll play a little bit here, a little bit there. I think I recently played it probably, uh, I want to say about a month ago. Because what, it, it came up. out 21? Yeah, 21. So it's been a while. It's so funny how that turned out, too, because John and I were the ones super was, excited for it. I was the first one to be super excited about that game. And he and I both dropped it. And I gave no fucks, and I played, did a whole playthrough. Yeah. It's uh, funny yeah. how that worked out. It's like, I was excited for it. Didn't end up playing it hardly at all. Yeah. Great game, though. <laughs> Fantastic game. Uh, just like I think Unicorn Overlord's going to be. So Don't drop to it. it. I hope not. I mean, the only thing I'd drop it for is Rise of the Ronin because that comes out two weeks after it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to end up dropping Unicorn Overlord at least for a weekend to get some Rise of the Ronin in before the show. Um, but uh, it's not going to be one I'm going to finish quickly, especially since it, you know, it comes out and literally the next day I'm going out of town. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, that one's going to be a little bit for me to complete. But it is what it is. Either way, I'm really pumped for it. I, I was kind of tempted after playing the demo because before the demo, I was like, ah, I mean, it looks cool, but it's like, ah, what if I don't end up liking the game? I was kind of tempted to pick up the collector's edition. Wait, uh, there's a collector's edition? Yeah, it actually, it's actually pretty sick because it comes with a card game. Well, it's Atlas, so if, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to look at this now. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's 130 bucks, so it's actually not that bad for a collector's edition, in my opinion. Uh, it comes with a card game that you can play. It's like, like 250 cards or something like that that you and someone can play. Uh, it, it looks pretty cool. Uh, I, I almost considered picking it up, but I decided just to save some money and just pick up the standard. The fuck's money? Zach, don't. <laughs> Shut your mouth over yeah, there. Yeah, you, you just be quiet. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> Do not go there. 
So it has a DLC voucher-based yep. game. So it comes with a physical game. Yep, which is always a plus. A card game that has 239 cards. Okay. Uh, outer box, an art book, and ooh, a soundtrack. Yep. Looks like a pretty solid collection edition. I do want it, but I just got the standard. It's all right. Zach, what are you doing? Zach, what are you doing? What, what are you doing over there, buddy? Don't worry about me. Continue the show. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, all right. So the other title topic that I had slated was Pokemon Presents is set for next week, of course, for Pokemon Day. Just going to maybe shout some predictions. But before we get there, John, you want to chat about uh, what you've been up to? Picked up, a, picked up a game this week? Yeah, Having a good so time? I, Having a bad time? So, yeah, I, I picked up uh, Last Epoch. It, it, this is a game I've been wanting to pick up for a while and uh, just haven't because it was it was like other things popped up. I It's one of those games where I knew it was going to be good from like recommendations and like people that I like people I watch on like Twitch or YouTube or stuff had played it. I'd seen what some of it was. I knew I was going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it was just I wasn't in a hurry to pick it up. Uh, and then I realized that the 1.0 launch uh, happened this past week. So I was like, well, now I got to buy it. And uh, it's a Celeste Park. It's a, I mean, it's the isometric top down ARPG uh, game. It's, it's a, it, it's got a similar style. I mean, for the, for the casual players, Diablo four, for the more veteran players, path of exile mm. and, and like path of exile, Dawn, these types of games. Uh, it's really good. Uh, the only problem is currently they're... I don't know if it's due to influx of players or if they just weren't prepared for it or, like, prepared for the number of players or anything or just in general, but uh, it does, like, when you go to log into the game, it has a, like... Since I bought it, it has a banner warning at the top of it saying we're trying to figure out or we're trying to fix online services because there are plenty of plenty of problems with the online. Uh, <clears throat> good news is they have a separate offline mode that you can play. Hey. So you can play it in you can play it in online mode or you can play it in offline mode. The only annoying thing is the characters exist in those realms separately. Oof. So if you play an online offline character you cannot play that character online, uh, it, at least from what I've seen so far, because I I have offline characters and online characters yeah. right now. Because uh, I started playing online, I was running into a lot of loading problems and zone transitions were either taking a long time or they just weren't happening. So I said, screw it, and I made an offline character. Play it. Uh, funny, th- funny thing, though, if you make an offline character... You still get a, you still have an active global chat, in offline. But you're, it's like only, it's like you have the chat there. You can turn it off as well. But it's, you still have a chat, but you're not playing, like the actual realm that you're yeah. in is not an online realm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But does the populator is just there? No, the chat is there. Like people will be talking. And it's a separate chat than the online chat. Because I, the first time I made a character, someone goes, does anybody know how the online's working right now? And someone replies, like, I mean, I'm just going to keep playing offline. 
because it's like it, it's it's one of those games where it's like I don't I don't know how like the end game and everything works yet. Yeah. I haven't quite made it there. But unless you just wanted to play with people, this is another one of those games where it's like most of what you're gonna do is by yourself. Yeah, it's like unless you just want to play with people, which if you wanted to do that, you have to be online. Yeah, like if you had some friends who were playing and y'all wanted to group up and play, I, I guess you can do that. But you would have to have all have online characters for that. If you have an offline character, you can still enjoy the game, play <clears throat> it just as just how you normally would. Uh, but and. This this one is kind of interesting because it's not it's not like a linear story how like like Diablo like Path is where yeah. it's like you kind of just play through and go and you you go to the objectives which you do do that in this game but the gimmick in this game is the story takes place like instead of having like how Path of Exile is where you have ten acts yeah. that you play through or like Diablo Four where you have your different zone levels and everything. Uh, this game, you go through time and play through some of the same zones at different points in time. Oh, that's actually pretty sick. Uh, so it's like you'll, there'll be, it's like some of the characters, as you're playing through the story, they'll take you, it's like they'll open a rift and you go through time. And then you end up in this, like in the same location at a different point in time and then travel along and then there'll be another rift that you come back through. Okay. Uh, so it's very, it's one of those things where it's, Visually, it's cool to see, and it's cool to see some of the same environments, just like in a destroyed area, destroyed point in time, or and then you go back, you go back, and it's like you go forward in time, and it's like the imperial. It's one of those where it's kind of like it's another way to use the same areas in, but in games, seem, but but also make it different. Yeah, make it feel it's, fresh. it's like you you hide the fact that you're reusing the yeah, same areas yeah. uh, just by being able to. Because I think I think one of the points in time is just called like the ruined era mm-hmm. where every zone you go through, it's kind of in a more disheveled, destroyed state. That's pretty sick. Uh, I actually like that whole concept quite a bit. So just it, to reuse the areas like that. So it, it's a, it's a cool way to redo it or like reuse the areas, which is nice. Uh, and the complexity of the game, cause that's always, it's always one of the sticking points for these like uh, action like action role-playing games like this uh it's it's somewhere in between diablo 4 and path of exile Mm -hmm. uh where there's not near as many systems as path of exile but it also has more customization and player choice than diablo 4 has uh because there it's like when you create a character there's I think five, I think it's five. It might be six, uh, like cl- basic classes to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so it's like you level as you level up with that character, you put like, you have a tree that kind of populates that you, you put your points into when you like kind of when you hit a certain level and then in the story, you, you, there's a very obvious story beat where you get sent to a, a place to unlock it. Then you unlock your mastery class which each class gets to pick from three mastery classes. Uh, and when you select it, you get like that, you get a skill for that class. Okay. So for like uh, the first character I made, the base class was primalist. And then I picked shaman. So I got a shock totem. Okay. As, 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 as soon as you ma- like pick it as your mastery class, you unlock that skill. And then 
as you level up from there, you unlock this. You can unlock the skills from that class. Uh, and it's kind of j- the way that works is just like the skill tree. You can still put points into your basic class tree. Mm-hmm. And then you have a second tree that's for that class. Okay. Uh, and you can keep putting it. And so as you put points into like your mastery class, you will unlock the class, like the additional abilities for that class. Okay. But even if you, you can only have one mastery class, but you can still put points into the other classes up to a certain point. You can't get okay, all of the gotcha. skills in them. You can, you can get like two of the skills from them by putting points into the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you can, you, you won't be able to get their signature skill unless yeah. you do, unless you master it. Uh, so it's like, it's nice that you still get some of the options from different classes from doing that. Uh, but the, the actual customization part of the game is you can have five, I think it's five skills on your action bar at any given time. And you can, you can swap them on the fly too. Okay. Uh, but as you level up, uh, until level 50, I think at level 50, you get your final, uh, slot for it, but you can specialize skills. So like, uh, like the primalist, one of their skills is like summon wolf, like summon a wolf okay. and you have a wolf companion. You can specialize in that skill where then you customize how it works or like how the skill is. And it's a separate skill tree on its own. Oh, damn. Uh, so like it can be as something as simple as like the, like the, the wolf's do additional damage based off of some number or something like yeah. that or increasing the number that you can have or something like that or just strictly converting the type of damage uh, that they do because uh, it's like I'm playing a rogue now and I'm playing a marksman so it's like one of the classes or it's like some of it is like it'll start out as a physical skill and you can you can change it to where the skill costs like no mana and then from there, you gain mana from attacking stuff, and then you can convert the ele- convert it to cold damage, and then you can convert that to something else, and then like completely change how the skills work. So, like on my rogue, playing a marksman, but I've taken I put some points into a different class to get uh, like a mine ability. Well, I've specced into that to where. Now, instead of throwing a mine, I've converted it to a bow skill. So when I use it, I fire, like, bomb arrows into the sky that land down and then essentially create more traps on the ground. And also have it, con- like, have it converted to three different elements. Then a different uh, thing, a different ability where... By using, or when I use it, it also uses one of each element that it has. So I fire once and I put down like six traps of all different elements. Okay. So it's like, that's the level of customization you can get on some of these skills where it's like, instead of throwing one trap out, I now fire it from my bow and I put down like six. So Mm. it allows for quite a diverse set of builds for each mastery class. Yeah, it's, it's... Depending on what skills you take and then kind of like which side of the skill tree or kind of how you navigate around it, you can, you can use a skill in 
a completely different way because it's like because yeah there's a lot of like damage conversion changing how it works entirely taking it from like a spammable <clears throat> skill to turning it into like a channeled skill yeah. that does different damage types or works completely differently uh so it's like there's a there's a lot of freedom in how the skills are used because from what i've seen it's one of those where it's like i create a character and then as soon as i unlock the first specialization slot i'm like Okay, now I'm going to sit here for 15 minutes and read through all of my available skills that I have for now and see which one I want to specialize in. Because you get you get five specialization slots okay. total, which then you can unspecialize in the skill, but you lose all the points associated with it. Oof. Uh, but they, they, I mean, they come back pretty quick. That caps out at 20 as far as experience you get towards that. Mm-hmm. But then on gear and stuff, you can get plus level two those skills. And by leveling it up, that's that's how many points you get to actually put in like the specialized skill tree. Okay. Uh, bit of a long-winded explanation of all that, but that's that's just the level of detail or like the level of customization that you can have for like one skill. And you it's like you get that for five. And each character, by the time it's said and done, you could probably have. 15 20 like 15 or 18 different skills on your character yeah that you kind of narrow down to five that you specialize in Mm -hmm. and then have to like spend the time to read through the tree so it's a lot of a lot of fun it's it's extremely detailed it's extremely detailed which but also but also it's it reads very clearly what it does yeah it's not overly complicated it's very detailed but not overly complicated yeah it's like it you open it up and you see it you see it's not like Path of Exile where you open it up and it's the famous skill tree. It's you <laughs> open it up and it's like, okay, this skill tree is not too bad. And then you hit, it, but it's like that's your, like that's your skill tree for your character. And then you go to your skill tree for your skills, and then you go to your specialized skill tree. So it, it breaks up the complexity into smaller bite-sized pieces mm-hmm. uh, that you go through, which is. It makes it more manageable, and it makes it it makes it more fun to, or like where you'll look at it and go, okay, I might actually spend the time to read through this instead of just trying to go find a build that someone else has. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's been fun. It's like it's like my first character that I made. It's a it's a shaman. I don't fucking know if the character's good. <laughs> it's it, I'm playing it. It's it's working. Right. It's like it's working. I haven't had I haven't come up to anything where I'm like. Nah, this is trash. It doesn't work anymore. Which <laughs> a lot of times in games, by the time you get to like level, like a lot of times in these games, you may get to level 30 or 40 on some of these games that you've never touched before and hit a point where you go, yeah, my character doesn't work anymore. Uh, so far, I haven't had that. I've just been I've swapping between abilities, specializing in different stuff. Just kind of tested it out because like I said, you, you kind of look through the skill tree and you can kind of, you can kind of start piecing together the points where you're like, okay, well, if I go over here and I take this and then I have this over here, it's like, yeah, I may, I may not get to that point until I have 15 points in that skill. But once you do, you can, you can build around that one interaction that's happening from there, yeah. mm-hmm. which is what makes it fun. Uh, also, like at least in offline mode, everything's smooth. Haven't had any, 
no no problems when I'm playing in offline mode. <laughs> Online was fun. It, like it it comes and goes. Like I had, like I said, I got stuck on loading screens. I couldn't transition between zones. Sometimes my game crashed once. Uh, so it's like online's a bit rough right now. It doesn't seem like it for everybody uh, necessarily, but yeah. it's one of those where I also don't mind playing in offline mode because, I mean, I don't feel the need to play in online mode. I've never really played these type of games for playing them with other people necessarily. It's like usually I only play, or usually in other games like Path of Exile, I would only care if I was in trade league so that I could trade. Gotcha. But it's like with an offline mode, I'll probably just make all my characters in offline mode unless somebody like one of my buddies hits me up and goes, hey, do you have an online character? I go, no, but I can get one pretty quick because that's the other thing, too, because like I said, the the when you open up the map, it shows you the different time periods that you you can travel to or that you have traveled to. And you have quest icons for what your main quest or your side quests are. And they tell you kind of where to go. The game also has alter like even on the map it'll have a like uh part of the part of the map is kind of laid out like a tree and it would say like a red area off to the side it says alternate leveling path so you don't have to necessarily go through the the main story if you don't want to there there are other paths that you can go down for leveling that looks like it just kind of throws you it might throw you into a dungeon where you travel through it and just level up through there until you get to the next point that you can travel to. So it's the fact that they do have alternate leveling methods. I don't know how effective they are. I haven't tried them because mm. as my first time playing through it, I'm just playing through it as the game tells me to. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, pretty much. If you haven't tried it and you're a fan of these ARPGs, it's, it's a great game. How much is it? $35. That's what I thought. I think it was on a cheaper price point. So, yeah, it's like thirty-five dollars. It's it's been in early access for a while. It's it's one of these games that's been sitting there, where most people that are within some of these communities, like the Path of Exile community or something like that, they've heard about it. It's just if you've wanted to try it or if you just didn't want to spend the money for it. I mean that that is the thing. It's like most of these games are like free to play or on the cheaper side. Thirty-five dollars. Feels a bit pricey for one of these, like these type of games, but there's a lot of content. In yeah, it. that's what I was about to say. From you from know, a, like from a content perspective and how much time you can invest, it's well worth it. That's what it sounds like. It's just because, like, honestly, you know, talking about for you know the past however long you've been talking about it, like twenty minutes, whatever. <laughs> it feels like you're only you only scratch the surface. Oh, of yeah. it. So it's like 35, 35 bucks for it. Doesn't really feel like that bad of a price. Yeah, I I honestly I was trying to keep myself from just going down Gushing, a rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, I know. And then I'm like, you kind of have to yeah, yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to get to get some of the extent out. But even then, I've held back quite a bit on it. Yeah. Because there's a whole crafting system that I haven't figured out yet. Okay. It's so a, like, whole, a whole other side that I haven't even dove into. I've started looking at it, but it's, right. it's, it looks like a not necessarily a simple crafting system, but simpler than what I tend to see in some of these games. Uh, where you kind of get more options, but I haven't figured it all out, out yet, mm. and I have a feeling that I'm not that I'm going to have to as I keep playing the game. Right, like I've just barely scratched the surface with the crafting system. No, 
A um, couple shout-outs uh, before we move on. Shout-out to Polar Knights over on Twitch stopping by saying, I love this show. It is the perfect evolution of beard growth. I don't know what he's referring to. Uh, I don't know if he's referring to past times of viewing the show or just like how the three of us look. Where it's just like, you know, scruff, you know, more scruff, more scruff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's referring to, but hey, shout out to you. I appreciate stopping by and hanging out. Uh, and then also, before we jump over to our next topic, a special shout out to, of course, one of our partners, one of our sponsors, Agent Inc. You can pick up a jersey with the referral link down below. We have the best jerseys on the entire website, and I highly recommend buying one because they're sick. We also have a hat with a trash can on it, and that's great. For these like shout outs that I do, I had a thought the other day. I really need to have like a video to jump to, you know what I mean? Or like just like a slide to jump to. I need to work on that. I thought about that whenever I was driving through the mountains the other day. But I think that'd be a good investment of my time. <laughs> what? I was driving through the mountains. <laughs> because that's what you need to do while driving the mountains is have your mind wander so you can drive off a damn cliff. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> hey, you gotta keep yourself entertained somehow. It was beautiful. Boring as shit, but beautiful. So that, that was that, that was the time. Last time I went through the mountains, it was foggy as I'll get out, so I couldn't see shit anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's hop over to the next thing, which is Pokemon Presents. Yahoo. Uh, set for, I think it was Tuesday. Stop, stop. Did you watch it? No, no, it no, hasn't, no, it, it hasn't, hasn't come happened out. yet. Hasn't oh. come out. Hasn't happened yet. So that'll be next Saturday. <laughs> Are you going to watch it? <laughs> I'll probably watch it. I will, I, you already know I'm watching it. <laughs> I, I'll watch it. It's a matter of if I watch it when it happens. Gotcha. See, now, and that's also the thing, because as much as I would love to watch when it happens, I think I'm going to actually be really busy with something yeah. with work, so I probably won't even be able to watch it. I don't watch, watch most of it. I will it. watch it. It's like, I don't watch a lot of Nintendo Directs, but I watch all Pokemon Presents. I know yes. you usually did. Yeah. So, I don't know. Going into this Pokemon Presents, it's really interesting, because it's like, you know, we had the second part of, like, Scarlet Violet DLC, and now it's just like, I, I don't think it's time for like a gen 10 i don't think we're there yet i think that's something's gonna be next console sort of thing so it's like what is this presents go- gonna have on and it's gonna have all the standard shit you know you'll have like some go update i was gonna say unite update it's gonna, stuff it, like that go unite cafe remix yeah uh, whatever other games they it's have. like it's gonna have that and then i don't think i don't think we're gonna get any like any announcement we're gonna get a tease at a few at, a, at an announcement in a couple months for, oh, that, for, for, <laughs> that would suck. Well, we'll get a tease. It's like twenty five minutes though. Yeah, but it's like they'll go, they'll go over. They, it's like we won't get anything new, but they'll go over like Scarlet and Violet. They'll go over, uh, what is it? They'll go over Unite. They'll go over Go. It's like they'll they may comment something about like VGC. Yeah, and then. Probably I'm, new training card set or probably like yeah. some new show or something Or just like, that. like announcing potentially where like some like regionals or worlds yeah, yeah, might yeah. end up being at. Uh, but it's like we'll get something like that. Probably a random ass spinoff game. No, I don't. I don't even think we'll get an announcement for that. I think really, we, it's like because oh, the the other thing is we're gonna get an announcement or they're gonna spend time on. I forgot about this. What's the was it the new series? Oh, the one on Netflix. Yeah, I forgot what it's Horizons called. Horizons or something. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like I thought you meant the claymation one. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, there's a claymation show they launched on Netflix. No, we're gonna get something on Horizons because it's about to happen. Yeah. Uh and then if it, I don't foresee any like new 
spinoff game or anything happen happening because I think they're going to release it. Like I said before, I think they're going to release it towards the end of the year. So I think we'll get a tease at some, or maybe not even a tease at an announcement soon. They'll just have something in there that makes people think something's going to happen in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like some subtext or just something in the background or something shown off that people catch their eye to will tell us, hey, something's going to happen in a couple months. Mm-hmm. See, I personally think we're just we're we're about to hit that you know that remake cycle of some capacity or that spinoff cycle. I think there's going to be something there. Like oh that. yeah, well, I just what, don't know what it is. That's what I've said. I think so. it'll be revealed here. Is, I, is what I think will happen. I don't think it's going to be revealed here. I I think it'll be revealed here because well you, you got to keep it because it's like it's a 25 minute presents. It's like yeah. you can't take up 25 minutes on that bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's like what I'm. I mean, I'm only holding out that it's not happening here because I've predicted it's releasing at the end of the year. That's so fair. it's got That's they can't fair. they can't announce it now. They can. They totally could. Yeah, but it's it's like they typically don't. Okay, I'll give Nintendo their credit. They don't typically announce things at the beginning of the year that aren't coming out until for ten months. They learn their lesson after Bayonetta three and Metroid Prime four. It's like typically if they're gonna it's like they may tell you it's gonna happen. But you're guaranteed to see it in two to three more directs before it actually comes out. Mm. And they typically don't like doing that. Yeah. See, I'm in the boat that I think we're going to see some sort of remake or spinoff of some sort. I just don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a Let's Go Johto. Um, I, I did see that apparently Gold and Silver will have some sort of focus in this which tells me it's probably just going to be finally coming to NSO, which that's great, you know, that you're going to have, like, potentially all the Pokemon games finally come to NSO, so that's awesome. Um, but, like, I don't know if it'll be that. I don't know if we're going to get a Legends game. I think that'd be sick. And if you do a Legends game, do you go to Johto? Do you go to Unova? Because Gen 5 was kind of next. Gen 5, like, Unova was so heavily focused in the second DLC and stuff. I, I, I'm personally, like, I've yeeted it out there into the universe, and I'm going to keep on yeeting until I'm proven wrong. I'm going to say black and white three. I'm just going to keep throwing that out there, and I'm going to probably be proven wrong. I don't wrong. even remember, like, I know I predicted a spinoff game. I don't remember which. I don't know what you predicted, personally. I, you, may, you may have predicted think, a Legends. I think I predicted a Legends-style game, but not. And specifically said not Unova. I think so. Something like that. So maybe maybe you, you were. said Kalos. Yeah, you might have said you might have you might have been talking about some Kalos stuff. Honestly, I, well, I don't remember. I, think, I said I think black I said, and white three. I think what I said was I would really like a Kalos, that's but true. I don't okay, think yeah. it's gonna be there. Yeah, okay. That, I think that's more in line with what you said. I think black and white three. Like I, I will say, I do have that feeling. Unova will be there in some capacities from little signs. Like I saw, I don't know if it was the Pokemon uh, Twitter or the Nintendo of America Twitter, one of the two, uh, put up just like quick little gifts of Reshiram and, and Zekrom, whatever. And it was just, you know, a black and white heart, two separate posts of them just quickly flying through the air. And that's it. That was like three weeks ago. And I'm just like, that's sus. Something's coming. So I, I'm, I'm thinking Pokemon something. Pokemon Safari know, 3. There was a one and two? Oh, Snap. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So Pokemon Snap 3. No, Pokemon Safari 3. Pokemon Snap 3. Hey, <laughs> I would be. I did not play New Pokemon Snap, but I would be cool with, it, with that getting in a continuation. Because I mean, I still think New Pokemon Snap is one of the best looking Pokemon games in the entire franchise. Mm. No, I mean like visually, it looks incredible. Uh, they they went all out with the visuals on that game. Yeah. The game itself might be kind of boring, but it looks incredible. Yeah, you can make it look really good if you don't actually have to put any effort into 
making them be able to play it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's uh, if you're if you're a Snap fan, you love the game, but no, you, beyond you, that, it's kind of whatever. No, it's really going to be surprising people. The Pokemon Sleep update they're going to announce. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yes. Pokemon Sleep is going to be. It's going to be like some shiny Pokemon. I just didn't say it because I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it'll be there. They'll say like, oh, higher chances for this shiny Pokemon to be there or whatever. Um. But I mean, I, I think Unova will be there in some capacity. I just don't know what. I don't know if it's going to be where it's going to go basic and just do a black and white remake, you know, because it's that would be the next in the cycle if we're going to do a black and white three or like a Legends, you know, uh, Kyrim game. Like I, I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, I have no, the, I have no idea. The problem is if they do a black and white remake and they do anything like what happened with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl or <laughs> Scarlet and Violet. People are gonna fucking riot. <laughs> I know. They love people love black and white and black and white too more than any other generation. I think. Yeah, and the, the one difficult thing as well is just like if you remake black and white and we go through the same cycle, Gen Ten comes out like next year, and then the year after that is time for a spinoff or a remake. What do you do? Do you go to black and white too, or do you go to X and Y? You know, so it's like if you're they're gonna do if they're gonna plan to remake the games. In my opinion, they need to remake Black and White One and Two mm-hmm. as one as one like combo de- game to go because it's it's a continuation. So I don't know. It's Pokemon. It's game free. You never know what they're. It's Nintendo. I mean, the Pokemon the Pokemon schedule is so aggressive of like timelines of when they have to do everything. Well, I was I was thinking about it because we had we had Let's Go and then Sword and Shield. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm thinking of like sides, like secondary games. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we had Let's Go, we had Legends was after that. Yeah, it was Legends. Because it was Let's Go, Sword Shield, Legends, and then it was Brilliant Diamond, Shining. So we had two spinoffs, and then you had Scarlet Violet, and now we're up for whatever we're up for. And because we know it's not going to be Gen 10. And then I say that, but I was shocked when Gen 9 got revealed, honestly, but whatever. But yeah, so we had we had that, I and yeah, I don't know. It, but it, two Gen two would make sense for mm-hmm. them to do something with now, because then they could, then you can, if you want to do something with two, then you can then go forward to five, and then you're skipping three again. In in the sense of you went from one to four, and then you mm-hmm. could go two to five, and then have that's fair. So three can, to six later. Yeah, that's fair. That's a, a good point. A remake of Pokemon Conquest. Please, God, that's all I want. <laughs> I love Pokemon Conquest. That's actually the game that I have slated for uh, Pokemon Day's game on uh, TikTok. Follow me at TikTok at Sparky3Official. I love Pokemon Conquest. Pokemon Conquest is fantastic. Pokemon Conquest remake, remaster, give me a sequel. I don't give a shit. Just acknowledge the game, please. But now what they'll probably do is they'll probably give us Detective Pikachu 3, even though the la- this latest one bombed. They'll give us another mystery dungeon. You Detective know? Pikachu versus Phoenix Wright. That would That is actually a dumb enough collab I can see happening. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone hasn't noticed, I check out during the Pokemon sessions. <laughs> that, is a dumb enough, that is a dumb enough collab that I could see happen. Okay. Now this Overall, is- I, I will say I don't expect anything noteworthy yeah, come out of this. This is probably the one Pokemon presents where I'm going in with very low expectations. I know I'm throwing out there like Unova something, but like I'm very, being very realistic of like, 
Yeah, I think this is going to be a very like C level direct. No. You're going to get an you're going to get an eight minute video on recapping the past twenty whatever years or whatever it is of Pokemon. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I am looking forward to watching it. I love Pokemon, but this is going to be the one. I, I, I the uh, 2025 Pokemon presents. That's going to be the banger. You think <laughs> they'll show off Pokemon Land? Uh, yeah, the one thing in Japan, right? Zach knows buzzwords about Pokemon. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a thing in Japan. He's not. So. He, he's. You don't question him for details on it. <laughs> you you just nod and go. Yes, good, Zach. Good, good job. Good buddy. job. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> it's like when you guys get into like your deep persona conversations or something, and then I'm just over here. I'm like, or you know, anytime like Sonic's mentioning, you just see John just. Put his head down, close his like, eyes, lean yep. against the mic. I'll, dis- I'll disappear for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's also the same thing with cyberpunk too. So there's there's those different topics on the show where one, you'll just see, you will very visibly see one of us, if not two of us, just click. <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad of us, honestly. That is horrible. We're so bad. <laughs> doing that but it's so real it's keeping it real but man it's so bad <laughs> jesus christ hey, but, hey man if you want to go on your 20 minute rant about sonic i'm not gonna stop you <laughs> <laughs> the mic is hot baby go at it <laughs> do your thing oh shit. Uh, you guys got anything else if not i can start going through the weekly wrap-up um Game that I talked about previously, Bellatro, yeah. uh, released on Steam uh, this past week as well. It is the uh, Poker Roguelite. Okay, yeah. How do we feel about the Borderlands trailer that came out? I haven't actually watched it yet, so I have, have you? Yeah. Okay. Saw, well, what's your thoughts? I saw a picture of it. I saw a picture. That's all I saw. Um, Burning Pandora. Ooh, Okay. Is it worth all of the attention that we have to spend any time, like, Gearbox show us something that we, ha- every time, no matter what it is, if they give us an update about what they got going on, we have to have the eight-minute segment on the movie? Nope. It's more or less they really took the pretense of, it's based off Borderlands. So, oh, no. So they're just, they're... It's kind of like, do what you want, but we're really going to make sure you hit the character design. Yeah. And even they didn't even really do that. The best character design I saw from the trailer were the extras. I haven't. I've, I've seen, like I said, I've seen a picture. I haven't yeah, watched I saw it a picture. That's it. Have you guys seen any of the reviews on, um, uh, the, you know, still talking about adaptations of the uh, Avatar live action on Netflix? No. I've, uh, see, I've seen it. Dumpster fire, apparently. I have seen it either go like it or hate it yeah there's no in between i will say from like okay so from like watching trailers and like some clips you know and just seeing pictures i think it looks fantastic i think they nailed character designs you know what i mean i think from the look the bending look all that that looks great but apparently where it's a dumpster fire is they destroyed the story like all of like the like all of the character development that you get out of Aang and stuff wiped. Like he's no he's no longer like 
this kid that like wants to go like ride with the whatever whale fish, you know, yeah. go on these adventures, not want to be the avatar. That's all wiped. Like he gets like a vision that he has to go to the, the, the North or South pole and save the world and do his thing. And it's like, all that's gone. Oof. Now I did not see this. I did not read this. I have not looked into it, but Josh mentioned this to me that apparently one change they made is Aang can fly like flat out fly. And if that is true, that is a horseshit change. Like, cause that was such an apparent important aspect of how, of, of like Zaheer in mm-hmm. Legend of Korra and how he set up to be able to fly and like what he had to do to be able to fly naturally and why Aang can't do it. So if that's true, that's horseshit. But I don't know. Apparently it is a terrible adaptation. And I was just like, I, I actually forgot about this. Josh had to be the one to remind me. The creators of Avatar left the project like a year and a half ago. So it's just like no wonder they left the project with what Netflix wanted to do with it. So I'm scared to watch it. <laughs> All the reviews basically said, don't watch it. You're just, just go watch the show again. Go watch go watch the you know the cartoon. Go watch the anime. Don't watch this. I, I, I was going to say, because... I will say, because all I could think when you you were saying, like, oh, yeah, apparently they destroyed, like, the character arc and, like, the way that this is done and the way the character acts. Like, okay, well, how long is this Netflix show? See, that's the thing. It's like what? Like, it's, it, it's a Netflix show. It's probably eight to ten episodes. Probably, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, Avatar is, like, 76 episodes. Mm. It's like, we're obviously, we're not getting everything there. Yeah. And even, like, the... Like book one, which I'm assuming is what this yeah, covers. Yeah, this is just book one. Is it, it? It's still probably half, half or less of the amount of time that, or the amount of episodes that book one was. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, but I mean, it's one of those things. Like you know, they can still pace it well with enough details. Because look what they did with freaking One Piece. You know, One Piece was fantastic, and they paced that one well. Now, one review that I saw. As soon as I read like the title or like the main comment, I'm just like, I feel like that's probably all I need to know about this show. Is that someone actually like some review site actually said you're better off watching the last Airbender live action movie because at least that's only like two hours. And I'm just like, oh my god, Damn. that is so savage. That is so ruthless. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh God! I don't know. I'll probably end up checking out the show at some point, but I have un- I have, my expectations are literally through the floor. I'm 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 very scared to watch it, but it's whatever. I may check it out tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow I plan I'm gonna finish watching the sh- a show I was watching, and I was gonna start something else, but maybe I'll watch that instead. Yeah. Did you end up watching that one show that that one horror one that you thought? Might be okay. I gotta find it again. Okay, yeah, because she still wants to know what that was. I completely lost it. Yeah. Oof. You know, you know what's so funny? Whenever I, I text you about like asking those questions, I told her up front. I was like, "We'll see if John responds," because that's just John. <laughs> and yes, he responds, and she's just like, "Yeah," because it's about K drama, so of course he'll respond. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was funny because I was I I think I was in the middle of something. I was like. I was like reading it on my watch, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck is he asking me these questions for? <laughs> so I was like, I gotta reply to this. I'm curious. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she made a joke about. It. I was like, yeah, he'll respond to that because you're asking him about K dramas. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, okay. So it's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta finish, I gotta finish what up today or like tomorrow morning, and then 
I may check out Avatar or I'm going to start watching the one that she said I might like. Should also watch Has Been Hotel. I I actually really enjoyed it when me and me and her watched it. She's already seen it like five times, but I sat down and I watched it with her. It's actually really funny. I had a good time with Isn't it. Isn't it just on YouTube? Uh, so like the OG pilot is, and there's also like a another show by the creator called Hell of a Boss that's on there, but no, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, Prime picked it up. The pilot is on YouTube, and she told me if you want to watch Has Been, go watch the pilot because you at least get to see how characters meet each other. So, like, it is, like, important to some capacity. Uh, but she said, like, some aspects of it were just, like, written off as non-canon, apparently, once the actual show came out, you know, now. Because that pilot gotcha. came out, like, five years ago. Uh, but some aspects of it is still canon, apparently. So, I don't know. We watched it. I had a really good time. It was really funny. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, all right. So, let's start going through the weekly wrap-up. Before I do that, of course, let's give a special shout-out to one of our other partners, Rogue Energy. You can pick up some Rogue with our referral link down below and promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off, and we would appreciate that extra support. Check out the new Shaker, Spartan, Art, and Hunter. Yeah, there you go. Still wait, uh, waiting for a new energy flavor announcement. I don't even think they teased anything. No, they haven't. I feel like they've been radio silent The only recently. thing they teased was the new Shakers, and then today they uh, posted that they're going to get a large uh, restock of flavors here soon. Oh, they need that. They've been sold out for uh, out, of a, out of a few of them for a little bit now. Yeah, so, so look, they need that. Looking towards a massive restock here in the next week or so. So, yeah, this is a perfect time to get some uh, Rogue Energy then. Use the referral link down below, promo code SPARKY3, to get 10% off that order, and we'd appreciate that support. But even if you don't want to use our promo code, that's fine. Just use the referral link. The referral link helps us just as much as the promo code. So, uh, All right, let's uh, start running through the weekly wrap-up. So the first thing, Helldivers 2 taking over the world. Uh, server capacity is being continued to be increased. Uh, they recently increased it by 700K, which is so wild because like one of our friends, he's been playing it, and he's just like, this is like such an insane like you know outing you know for this game because like the original hell divers you know, like he told me he i don't know that i don't know if this is factual but he told me it like peaked out at like seven thousand players and that wouldn't surprise yeah, me. and now hell divers 2 is like yeah. you know people are waiting in queue and you have like 700k online yeah because i mean the original one was a top-down twin stick shooter yeah, yeah. And i mean which like, it still looked good i mean it, it, it was it, it still was interesting it still looked fun but you take the concept of it and then go now here have a third person like big open area where you actually fight with your friends for the creatures yep. and all that it's like yeah that's gonna pop way more oh yeah and it's ta it's completely taken over it's, the world uh, I was gonna in say, all capacities especially because uh in we've the had one game do that each month so far this year let's we see really what comes out in march yeah we really have like back-to-back -back <laughs> months we've had a game take over the world so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to make a calendar for the for the show Keep track of a graphic, you know. Uh, if I had to bet the one for March, even though it comes out in February, it's probably just gonna be Final Fantasy because it comes out like literally like the last day of February. So that'll probably that hype will probably carry over into March, but we'll see. We'll uh, see. I will say, Dragon's Dogma there, too. There's, also, yeah, that one's gonna pop. Yeah, that one's gonna pop. So uh, Dragon's Dogma too. One thing that I've I've noticed is if you think of all like in the last like half year or so or even last year in general, the big games that are popping off and blowing up and nobody expected this, it, I mean, it's games like most of them are kind of like, they're all co-op games yep. for the most yeah. part. Yep. It's Lethal like Company, this one. As, as Lethal Company, it's like, I mean, Power even, World. even back to like 
uh, like Baldur's Gate when it yeah. blew up way yeah. more than anybody expected. It's like half of that was from people jumping in and playing co-op campaigns and seeing the craziness that happens. Yep. And like Lethal Company, it's like Power World comes out and it's just, it's crazy and people, it's like just what happens in the game. And it's like now we've got like Helldivers have been steadily like popping. It's like, because I keep seeing articles about that are like people staying logged in overnight to keep their spot online. Yeah, yeah I've seen that too. That's yeah. insane. And I've <laughs> seen people angry because people are being AFKing in planets. Yep. And it's just, it's one of these things where it's like, when over half to like the majority of these games that are popping off are they're not big triple A blockbuster games. They're like double A co-op games that are made to be just really good games. Yeah. Or they're like indie games made by one guy. Yep. It's like I mean it's just one of these I wish developers would take note. Yeah. Because it's, it's like like double A's indie guys, they know what people are are playing. Right. It's like they see it pop off, and they're like, "Okay, that's what people want right now." Yep. And then we get stuff like this, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know. It's just one of those where it's 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 great to see co op is once again becoming a, a big part yes. of just like the gaming culture. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have then you have your quadruple A game like Skull and Bones come out with like. I think 800,000 players across all platforms or something like that. I'm still just waiting for my lawsuit, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, no, the, with the Helldivers thing, though, one thing I was going to ask is do you think this is going to be like the driving factor for Sony to look to have more day and date releases on Steam? No. No. Really? I, don't. I, I think no. I think this is it. I think this is going to no, be a big it, driving the, force. The thing is, every every Sony game that has then come to Steam has done extremely well on Steam because people have just been waiting to have access to the PC version. Like with this, the thing is, it didn't matter if this game came out on just on PlayStation. This game was going to pop off. It's just more people are playing it because it's on Steam, and you see more of that. Uh, on Like, you see more of these games pop off on Steam than you will <clears throat> will ever see on just Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah. That. I don't think Sony cares uh, if they're getting more coverage because of how popular one game is because they're Sony at the end of the day, they're going to look at, it's like they see that and then they, but they're like, yeah, but come the end of February, final fantasy. And they're going to look at that and go, that's always going to pop more. Or it's like, just like their, their big main games, their exclusive games, even they're going to look at those and go, that's always going to pop more than, this co-op game will and we can charge them 70 dollars for that right i don't know man I, I i actually genuinely believe this is going to be a wake-up call for sony because this is i think one of the only times they've done a day and date release with console and pc because i still am in the boat that sony is going to end up making their own launcher at some point well, i think this could also be a potential driving force to like you well, know for, make them further consider eh, maybe we should put our own launcher on there you well, know we're putting all of our games on there here's, or whatever here's my counterpoint to it i don't think like yeah hell divers was a playstation it, it was a playstation game they didn't nobody else really got it hell divers 2 i think they just looked at it there and they're like they, I don't think they necessarily see it as a Sony exclusive. As in, it was more of, yeah, you guys can make that, and we can release it on PC as well, just so more since it's going to be like a co-op game, more people can play it. 
I think that's more of the attitude. I don't think they... That, I'll, I, I'll tell you, that was probably the attitude whenever they picked up to publish it, but I guarantee you that's not the attitude yeah, now. You know Sony's going to be like, oh yeah, that's our first party exclusive, baby. Yeah, Let's I go. I don't think they thought of the game as a first party exclusive. I think it was more of like their development team went, hey, we want to take a crack at Helldivers and change it. It's like, we want to take our own vision with it. Right. Or it's like, we have an idea of what will make it better. And they go, sure, yeah, sure, what else? Here's a check. Here, have it's fun. It's like, here, have some fun Knock with that. Knock yourself out, kid. And then they come back and go, hey, can we release it on Steam too? And they go, yeah. I mean, we saw the numbers from your first game. Or it's like, we saw the numbers <laughs> for Helldivers. It's like, yeah, why not? And then now they're like, huh. Maybe, that maybe was they, a good investment. It's like maybe 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 we were smart for listening to them. I'm glad we told them to do that. <laughs> and I think that's it, the mindset they more have. Where your mindset, Alex, would be a great mindset, but I highly doubt is what they would look at because it'd be more look, look at of oh, so it did do well on both PC and PlayStation. This one game versus all of our exclusive we release on our console, yeah, yeah. and then we do on Steam, right? So it's sort of like that one outlier. So maybe they have, there's another voice of reason for saying, maybe we'll look at doing another... Day and date. On something yeah. that's like another second or third party, but not necessarily one of our big things. I, I What I think, what I could see happening is like another like co-op or multiplayer Sony game, you know? I yeah. could see that being day and date just to continue to test the waters. And if it does really well, especially on the Steam side, because I feel like a majority of the success right now is on the Steam side versus PlayStation for Helldivers 2. And then if they they do it again, see more success. That's I, that's when I think we'll potentially see something else well, with with another for, with a straight first party game. But I'm gonna say if, it's not gonna be like your Spider Man three. Oh no, it's no. not gonna be your Last of Us. It's not gonna be your God of War. It's gonna be a first party Sony game, but maybe not one of the heavy hitters. It, you know, the, I think they're gonna keep dipping their toes in, you know, just to test before they end up just making their own PC launcher. Because I do think that's gonna happen eventually. Well, it's like potentially, but it like like we've said before, I don't think that's happening for a long time. Right. Because more than anything, they would rather sell they would rather sell their game on PlayStation, have and, and exclusivity, have, and yep. have less units sold on initial launch, and be able to at a later point, whether it be a year, six months, three months, five years, whatever, release the game again on PC and get. More sales and and get more sales, probably eclipsing what came out on the or when it came out on PlayStation by itself, because it's going to be all the people who wanted to play it and didn't have access to it, plus the people who played it on played it on X or PlayStation and want to play it again on PC. So it's like I don't I don't see them ever coming to a point where like they're just like yeah here's our first party game on PC as well. I think they're always going to do it on console. Yeah, and I'm sort It'll, of in agreement with John on this one. I see them doing more games like Helldivers 2 or things like that, same day on PC, but any of their like main IPs and things like that, as it stands currently, no. Yeah. The other thing is, like, they can people can look at the success of like Helldivers 2. You're not going to replicate that whenever you want to. Oh, okay. yeah, no. It, it's, it's, like, it's lightning in a bottle. It, all these games like this is always lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and it's like these... Like I've said, a lot of these games have been co-op games. They're not going to continue to be co-op games forever no. that pop off like this. True. It's just right now, <clears throat> it's like for the last year, a lot of a lot of it has been just the fact that 
It's not the fact that they are co-op games. It's the fact that they're just really good fucking games yeah, they're, they're just that happen games. to have co-op that you can play with your friends. Yeah. And the, and it's, it doesn't take away anything if you don't play it with co-op. It just everything is enhanced yeah. by having. That's all. That's very true because when I was talking to our, our buddy about it, he said that he plays with friends or by himself, and he has fun no matter what. He says he has more fun with friends, but he still has a blast playing by himself. So, that, that yeah, I mean, that's very accurate. Uh, speaking of having a blast playing with friends, one of the other games that's popped off this year, Power World, has now passed 25 million players, 15 mil on Steam, and 10 mil on Xbox. What a huge success Power World is, man. Shout out to that. Uh, Spider-Man 2 New Game Plus is finally announced with a date for March 7th. It's got new suit styles for symbiote powers, mission replay, updates to photo mode, which does include changing the time of day. If uh, you've already beat the game, maybe you want to take some sweet night photos. Uh, various accessibility updates, and there's also going to be a, a new difficulty added, which that's cool. I thought they already had their normal highest difficulty once you beat the game, so even an even harder one. That'll be fun. I don't want to criticize too hard about, like, team behind spider-man it's it's been a while and we're yeah and they're just now releasing this and i, I know, know that th- i know that I they've know. said multiple times hey we're working on stuff quit hitting us up about it you'll get it when you get it and the less you talk about it the the more time we can just settle in on it right it's all it's just one of those where it's like I don't I don't understand what the problem is necessarily unless you're trying to work on other stuff at the same time. It's just it's one of those things where we look at it nowadays and you have other like other games where you're getting much bigger updates in quicker intervals than we are from big time publishers. Yeah. Big time developers. It's like they just it's like yeah, you 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 made a you made a solid game. You made a game of the year contender. Yep. But why is it why is it take five months to roll out new game plus and and an additional difficulty? People been asking for new game plus. I don't think anybody's been asking for an additional difficulty. That's true. It's like I hope that's not what was taking so long to release this update because it's it's just one of those where people are going to keep asking about it because it's taken a long time to come. I I agree 100 percent because like you know for it to take as long as it had because that every you know the other two Spider-Man games before this all had new game plus from the get go, so it's just like I understand it's a very large game but you know you, you did a lot more this game but it's like five months later you were oh, this is all all it is I don't know I don't know I, I I understand they're they're working on a lot of stuff right now they had their whole situation happen but I don't know I'm I I agree with you yeah. I it's like you. I don't want to judge like I said don't want to judge too hard it's just at the end of the day, don't think it should take this long. No, yeah. I just think devil's advocate of just not being part of the industry. I assume there's a bunch of oh yeah, it's, wet it's, works and stuff that's yeah, going on, in the especially background. with a comp like a company that works this closely, like yeah. Sony and everything. It's like yeah, stuff's gonna. It's like a bunch of stuff's been going on. Granted, it's just when you compare to other big games or like the games that are taking over the news right now, and how quickly you see updates roll out for them from like smaller teams obviously but it's all, just all i see is smaller team by itself other teams with umbrella yeah it's like <laughs> yeah you have a lot more yeah. to go through over here but it's like you also have a hundred times the manpower to work with that's right. if they leave it there though because i mean it's not uncommon for once a project's yeah. been fully released that more than 
over half the team gets pulled to go work on something else and you have a skeleton crew left. True. Yeah. I mean, it's it, true. It's just, like I said, I tried, I tried not to judge too harshly on some of these, especially the ones that came out that were like, it's a really good game. Yeah. Just, we, we, it's like, we're not asking for, a, it's like, I, I mean, I'm not, but it's like a lot of the people, it's like, we're not asking for a lot. We want new game plus. <laughs> yeah. That's all we want. Just new game plus, please. That would be great. Uh, we do have the uh, release date for the Elden Ring expansion. That's coming out June 21st, so shout out to that. I think it's the same day. I think that's when uh, uh, Shin Megami 5 Vengeance comes out. I think it was the 21st also. Shout out to that, too. Which one do you think is going to be more popular? Oh, I already know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I already know the answer to that. Can't wait for Elden Ring to take over the summer. Uh, PSVR 2 is currently t- uh, having its... Uh, compatibility tested with pc says sony so shout out to that uh psvr2 from what i understand is a phenomenal piece of tech there's just not a lot they've done with Going it in there. terms of like games and stuff yeah. so it's it, like if you can have it compatible with your pc you're opening up to an incredible world well, well yeah that's, <laughs> a, that's the thing is like like the the vr for like that people have access to like oculus vibes yeah, things yeah. like that it's like yeah those it's like they've popped off. They don't get necessarily the most news, but it's because they they're there. They work. People enjoy them. PS PSVR. It's not a lot going on, so it's like yeah, you you took the time you you invested in the technology. You just put some stuff out there for it. Quit and and don't just do like okay, we made a game. Now we're gonna adapt it to VR. Now make a game for the VR. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth reviews are out, and it is glowing across the board. Uh, that's going to be a Game of the Year contender right there, from what I can see. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves are both going to PlayStation 5. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment are also getting physical editions from Limited Run Games. Shout out to that one. Another uh, physical edition that Limited Run is doing is one of John's favorite games over the past couple years. High on Life is also getting a physical copy. So I know John's gonna be, you know, running to pick that up and get that on pre-order in a couple days. Uh, and still, so, I don't understand that game. <laughs> I don't understand I just, why he's making this bid. It's very obviously you're the digital person. Well, it, it's also I just didn't enjoy the game. No, he hated the game. That it, that's more so the bid. It was he hated the it's game. Like I I did not enjoy. I, I I of course I was very open up ahead of the fact of I hated that. I hated you every, hated it. I hated from the every reveal. trailer for it. <laughs> I'm surprised you played it. But I went in. I went in with the attitude of I would try. I would try it, and it just. It, I, obviously, I wasn't the target audience. <laughs> <laughs> he hated that game. I thought it was fine. I mean, I had my enjoyment out of it. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like I might I may pick it up for physical copy. I mean, they only run them 35 bucks for the physical copies. You know, like I I haven't got very far in, in Pentiment, but I kind of want to pick up that physical copy just to have it. You know, just to add to a collection. I don't know if I'll ever play a Hi-Fi Rush, but I kind of want to get that too. I think that'd be cool to have, but I don't know. Uh, and the last thing, still talking about physical copies here. Uh, Phil Spencer recently said in an interview that Microsoft is not giving up on physical media just yet. I don't believe you, Phil. Ooh. I don't believe you. You are giving up on physical media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, John. Because <laughs> if you weren't giving up, you wouldn't have laid off your entire department. And now there's like a, you know, which we already saw this from like that big Xbox leak, whatever, the, what the mid-gen refresh was being looked at at the time. But I, I've seen reports that like uh, uh, an all-digital Xbox Series X is set to release this summer. Woo! So fuck off. 
So I don't believe you, Phil. Digital. You, you lying son of a bitch. You are giving up on physical media. It's unfortunate. But yeah, apparently the uh, all digital Xbox Series X is going to be all white. You know, it's going to have that part of that tagline that we saw in the leak where it's going to say adorably all digital. You know, that, whoever came up with that stupid tagline. There's nothing dor- adorable about that. You bastards. Digital is the future. It does have a damn big space for memory. Yeah. This space. Apparently, one of the, all, it's going to have, um, you know, like just more memory, of course, but it's going to have like an adjusted heat sink and just stuff like that. Yeah, is what is what it's going to apparently have. That's just the early reports, you know. It apparently be revealed like sometime this summer. So I know there was also the reports that the PS5 Pro is also going to come out this fall. So it'll probably get revealed over the summer too. You know, like a summer game fest thing, somewhere around that range or something. I don't know. You boys have anything else? Do, 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 do. There was something, but I've lost it, so. It's gone. Ship sailed. Pretty much. Okay. What about you, John? Has your ship sailed? Yeah. Because what popped in my head would have been a conversation for like three weeks ago. What was it? Uh, it was for when Steam Next Fest was going on. Oh, okay. But it's not happening anymore. Oh, okay. All right. All right, we're going to get out of here then. Music's hit. Let's go around the room. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. I don't know what happened this episode, but I hope you enjoyed. Eh, it doesn't matter what happened this episode. If you if you stayed with us and liked what you saw, then uh, thank you very much. And if uh, for some reason you want to come check us out again, we do these Saturdays. At about 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, yeah. John's right. It doesn't matter what happened this episode because, like he said, we do these every week. So there's always well, another shit show most, for next mostly week. Mostly every week. Mostly every week. <laughs> so there's another shit show for next week. And it's going to be great. Can't wait to talk about stuff like the Pokemon Presents and stuff. It's going to be great. Uh, it'd also be great if you check us out our website, sparky3.com. Um, you, you can sign up for free. It's not five bucks a month. We appreciate the extra support. As well as the extra support, picking up an Agent Inc. jersey with our shop down below, as well as some Rogue Energy, big restock coming soon. So good time to pick some up with promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off your order. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye.
So yeah, I I picked up uh, Last Epoch. It, it this is a game I've been wanting to pick up for a while and uh, just haven't because it was it was like other things popped up. I it's one of those games where I knew it was gonna be good from like recommendations and like people that I like people I watch on like Twitch or YouTube or stuff had played it. I'd seen what some of it was. I knew I was going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it was just I wasn't in a hurry to pick it up. Uh, and then I realized that the 1.0 launch, uh, happened this past week. So I was like, well, now I got to buy it. And, uh, it's a, so Last Park, it's a, I mean, it's the isometric top down ARPG, uh, game. It's, it's, uh, it, it's got a similar style. I mean, for the, for the casual players, Diablo four, for the more veteran players, Path of Exile mm. and, and like Path of Exile, Grim Dawn, these types of games. Uh, it's really good. Uh, the only problem is currently they're, I don't know if it's due to influx of players or if they just weren't prepared for it or like prepared for the number of players or anything or just in general, but uh it does like when you go to log into the game, it has a like it, it since I bought it, it has a banner warning at the top of it saying we're trying to figure out or we're trying to fix online services because there are plenty of plenty of problems with the online. Uh, <clears throat> good news is they have a separate offline mode that you can play. Hey, so you can play it in you can play it in online mode or you can play it in offline mode. The only annoying thing is the characters exist in those realms separately. Oof. So if you play an online offline character, you cannot play that character online. Uh, it, at least from what I've seen so far, because I, I have offline characters and online characters yeah. right now. Uh, Cause I started playing online. I was running into a lot of loading problems and zone transitions where either taking a long time or they just weren't happening. So I, Said screw it, and I made an offline character. Play it. Uh, funny, th- funny thing though, if you make an offline character, you still get a, you still have an active global chat in offline. But you're, it's like only, it's like you have the chat there. You can turn it off as well, but it's you still have a chat, but you're not playing like the actual realm that you're yeah. in is not an online realm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But do, does the populator is just there? No, the chat is there. Like people will be talking, and it's a separate chat than the online chat. Because I, the first time I made a character, someone goes, "Does anybody know how the online's working right now?" And someone replies, "Like, I mean, I'm just gonna keep playing offline." Because <laughs> 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 it's like it, it's it's one of those games where it's like I don't I don't know how like the end game and everything works yet. Yeah. I haven't quite made it there. But unless you just wanted to play with people, this is another one of those games where it's like. Most of what you're going to do is by yourself. Yeah. It's like, unless you just want to play with people, which if you wanted to do that, you have to be online. Yeah. Like if you had some friends who were playing and you all wanted to group up and play, I, I guess you can do that, but you would have to have all have online characters for that. If you have an offline character, you can still enjoy the game, play <clears throat> it just as, just how you normally would. Uh, but, and this this one is kind of interesting because it's not, it's not like a linear story how like 
like Diablo like path is, where yeah. it's like you kind of just play through and go, and you you go to the objectives, which you do do that in this game. But the gimmick in this game is the story takes place like instead of having like how Path of Exile is, where you have ten acts yeah. that you play through, or like Diablo Four, where you have your different zone levels and everything. Uh, this game you go through time. And play through some of the same zones at different points in time. Oh, that's actually pretty sick. Uh, so it's like you'll, there'll be, it's like some of the characters, as you're playing through the story, they'll take you, it's like they'll open a rift and you go through time. And then you end up in this, like in the same location at a different point in time and then travel along and then there'll be another rift that you come back through. Okay. Uh, so it's very, it's one of those things where it's visually it's cool to see and it's cool to see some of the same environments just like, in a destroyed area, destroyed point in time, or and then you go back, you go back, and it's like you go forward in time, and it's like an imperial. It's one of those where it's kind of like it's another way to use the same areas in, but in make games, it seem, but but also make it different. Yeah, make it feel it, fresh. it's like you you hide the fact that you're reusing the yeah, same areas yep. uh, just by being able to. Because I think I think one of the points in time is just called like the ruined era, mm-hmm. where every zone you go through is kind of in a more disheveled, destroyed state. That's pretty sick. Uh, I actually like that whole concept quite a bit, so it, just to reuse the areas like that. So it, it's a it's a cool way to redo it or, like, reuse the areas, which is nice. Uh, and the complexity of the game, because that's always, it's always one of the sticking points for these, like, uh, action, game, like, action role-playing games like this. Uh, it's... It's somewhere in between Diablo 4 and Path of Exile, mm-hmm. uh, where there's not near as many systems as Path of Exile, but it also has more customization and player choice than Diablo 4 has. Uh, because there, it's like when you create a character, there's, I think, five, I think it's five, it might be six, uh, like cl- basic classes to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so it's like you level, as you level up with that character, you put, like you have a tree that kind of populates that you, you put your points into. When you, like kind of when you hit a certain level and then in the story, you, you there's a very obvious story beat where you get sent to a, a place to unlock it. Then you unlock your mastery class, which each class gets to pick from three mastery classes. Uh, and when you select it, you get like that, you get a skill for that class. Okay. So for like, uh, the first character I made, the base class was primalist and then I picked shaman. So I got a shock totem. Okay. As, 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 as soon as you ma- like pick it as your mastery class, you unlock that skill. And then as you level up from there, you unlock this, you can unlock the skills from that class. Uh, and it's kind of j- the way that works is. Just like the skill tree, you can still put points into your basic class tree, mm-hmm. and then you have a second tree that's for that class. Okay. Uh, and you can keep putting it. And so as you put points into like your mastery class, you will unlock the class, like the additional abilities for that class. Okay. But even if you, you can only have one mastery class, but you can still put points into the other classes up to a certain point. You can't get okay, all of the gotcha. skills in them. You can you can get like two of the skills from them by putting points into the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but you you can you you won't be able to get their signature skill unless yeah. you do unless you master it. Uh so it's like it's nice that you still get some of the options from different classes from doing that. Uh but the the actual customization part of the game is you can have five I think it's five skills on your action bar at any given time. And you can you can swap them on the fly too. Okay. Uh but as you level up uh until level 50, I think at level 50 you get your final uh slot for it, but you can specialize skills. So like uh like the primalist one of their skills is like summon wolf, like summon a wolf okay. and you have a wolf companion. You can specialize in that skill where then you customize how it works or like how the skill is and it's a separate skill tree on its own. Oh damn. Uh so like it can be as something as simple as like the like the the wolves do additional damage based off of some number or something like yeah. that or increasing the number that you can have or something like that or just strictly converting the type of damage uh that they do uh cuz it's like I'm playing a rogue now and I'm playing a marksman so it's like one of the classes or it's like some of it is like it'll start out as a physical skill and you can you can change it to where the skill costs like no mana and then from there you gain mana from attacking stuff and then you can convert the element convert it to cold damage and then you can convert that to something else and then like completely change how the skills work so like on my rogue playing a marksman but i've taken i put some points into a different class to get uh like a mine ability well i've specced into that to where now instead of throwing a mine i've converted it to a bow skill so when i use it i fire like bomb arrows into the sky that land down and then essentially create more traps on the ground and also have it con like have it converted to three different elements then a different uh, thing, a different ability where by using, or when I use it, it also uses one of each element that it has. So I fire once and I put down like six traps of all different elements. Okay. So it's like, that's the level of customization you can get on some of these skills where it's like, instead of throwing one trap out, I now fire it from my bow and I put down like six. So mm. it allows for quite a diverse set of builds for yeah. each mastery class. Yeah, it's it's depending on what skills you take and then kind of like which side of the skill tree or kind of how you navigate around it, you can, you can use a skill in a completely different way. Cuz it's like because yeah, there's a lot of like damage conversion, changing how it works entirely, taking it from like a spammable <clears throat> skill to turning it into like a channeled skill yeah. that does different damage types or works completely differently. Uh, so it's like, there's a, there's a lot of freedom in how the skills are used because from what I've seen, it, it's one of those where it's like, I create a character and then as soon as I unlock the first specialization slot, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to sit here for 15 minutes and read through all of my available skills that I have for now and see which one I want to specialize in. Because you get you get five specialization slots, okay, total, which 
then you can unspecialize in the skill, but you lose all the points associated with it. Oof. Uh, but they, they, I mean, they come back pretty quick. That caps out at 20 as far as experience you get towards that. Mm-hmm. But then on gear and stuff, you can get plus level to those skills. And by leveling it up, that's that's how many points you get to actually put in like the specialized skill tree. Okay. Uh, bit of a long-winded explanation on that, but that's that's just the level of detail or like the level of customization that you can have for like one skill, and you it's like you get that for five. And each character, by the time it's said and done, you could probably have. 15, 20, like 15 or 18 different skills on your character Yeah, that you kind of narrow down to five that you specialize in mm-hmm. and then have to under, like spend the time to read through the tree. So it's a lot of, a lot of fun. It's, it's extremely detailed. It's extremely detailed, which but is also, but also it's, it reads very clearly what it does. Yeah. It's not overly complicated. It's very detailed, but not overly complicated. Yeah. It's like it, you open it up and you see it, you see it's not like Path of Exile where you open it up and it's the famous skill tree. It's you <laughs> open it up and it's like, okay, this skill tree is not too bad. And then you hit it, but it's like, that's your, like, that's your skill tree for your character. And then you go to your skill tree for your skills. And then you go to your specialized skill tree. So it, it breaks up the complexity into smaller bite sized pieces mm-hmm. uh, that you go through, which is. It makes it more manageable, and it makes it it makes it more fun to, or like where you'll look at it and go, okay, I might actually spend the time to read through this instead of just trying to go find a build that someone else has. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been fun. It's like it's like my first character that I made. It's a it's a shaman. I don't fucking know if the character good. <laughs> it's I'm playing it. It's it's working. Right. It's like it's working. I haven't had I haven't come up to anything where I'm like. Nah, this is trash. It doesn't work anymore. Which, <laughs> a lot of times in games, by the time you get to like level, like a lot of times in these games, you may get to level thirty or forty on some of these games that you've never touched before, and hit a point where you go, "Yeah, my character doesn't work anymore." Uh, so far, I haven't had that. I've just been, I've swapping between abilities, specializing in different stuff, just kind of tested it out. Because, like I said, you you kind of look through the skill tree, and you can kind of. You can kind of start piecing together the points where you're like, okay, well, if I go over here and I take this and then I have this over here, it's like, yeah, I may, I'm, I may not get to that point until I have 15 points in that skill. But once you do, you can, you can build around that one interaction that's happening from there, yeah. mm-hmm. which is what makes it fun. Uh, also, like at least in offline mode, everything's smooth. Haven't had any, no, no problems when I'm playing in offline mode. <laughs> Online was fu- it like it it comes and goes. Like I had, like I said, I got stuck on loading screens. I couldn't transition between zones sometimes. My game crashed once. Uh, so it's like online's a bit rough right now. It doesn't seem like it for everybody uh, necessarily, but yeah. it's one of those where I also don't mind playing in offline mode because, I mean. I don't feel the need to play an online mode. I've never really played these type of games for playing them with other people necessarily. It's like usually I only play, or usually in other games like Pathfinder, I would only care if I was in trade league so that I could trade. Gotcha. 
but it's like with an offline mode, I'll probably just make all my characters in offline mode unless somebody like one of my buddies hits me up and goes, Hey, do you have an online character? I go, no, but I can get one pretty quick. Cause that's the other thing too. Cause like I said, the, the, when you open up the map, it shows you the different time periods that you, you can travel to or that you have traveled to. And you have quest icons for what your main quest or your side quests are. Then they tell you kind of where to go. The game also has alter, like even on the map, it'll have a, like uh, part of the part of the map is kind of laid out like a tree, and it would say like a red area off to the side. It says alternate leveling path, so you don't have to necessarily go through the the main story if you don't want to. There. Are, there are other paths that you can go down for leveling that looks like it just kind of throws you, it might throw you into a dungeon where you travel through it and just level up through there until you get to the next point that you can travel to. So it's the fact that they do have alternate leveling methods. I don't know how effective they are. I haven't tried them because mm. as my first time playing through it, I'm just playing through it as the game tells me to. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, pretty much if you haven't tried it and you're a fan of these ARPGs, it's it's a great game. How much is it? $35. That's what I thought. I knew it was on a cheaper price point, so. Yeah, it's like $35. It's it's been in early access for a while. It's it's one of these games that's been sitting there where most people that are within some of these communities like the Path of Exile community or something like that, they've heard about it. It's just if you've wanted to try it or if you just didn't want to spend the money for it. I mean, that that is the thing. It's like most of these games are like free to play or on the cheaper side. $35 feels a bit pricey for one of these like these type of games, but there's a lot of content. Yeah, in that's it. what I was about to say from you from know, a, like from a content perspective and how much time you can invest, it's well worth it. That's what it sounds like. It's just cuz like honestly, you know, talking about for you know the past however long you've been talking about it like 20 minutes whatever it feels like you're only you only scratch the surface oh, of yeah. it so it's like 35 35 bucks for it doesn't really feel like that bad of a price yeah i i honestly i was trying to keep myself from just going down gushing a rabbit yeah hole, i know and then i'm like you kind of have to yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to get <laughs> to get some of the extent out but even then i've held back quite a bit on it yeah because there's a whole crafting system that i haven't figured out yet okay it's so like, a whole other side that I haven't even dove into. I, I've started looking at it, but it's, right. it's it looks like a not necessarily a simple crafting system, but simpler than what I tend to see in some of these games, uh, where you kind of get more options. But I haven't figured it all out, out yet, mm. and I have a feeling that I'm not that I'm going to have to as I keep playing the game. Right. Like I've just barely scratched the surface with the crafting system. 